Hello, brothers and sisters, and God bless you. It's Overcoming Ashley Kelly here, representing the Overcoming Power Ministries. We thank God for bringing us through another week, waking us up to see a brand new day that we haven't seen before. But most of all, we thank God for another opportunity to share his word with you. Pastor Kelly and the Overcoming Power Ministries are so excited that you are tuning in with us. It is not by chance that you are listening on this morning, because God has a word for each of you on today. We pray that something is said that will take you higher and deeper in the Lord Jesus. We welcome you to send us an email and become part of our mailing list. If you have prayer requests, send those in too at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. That's overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com because you too are an overcomer. Now I ask you to lend us your ears as I introduce to you a powerful man of God who has set out to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I introduce to you Pastor Kelly. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We love the Lord today. We are just blessed to continue, amen, on in the land of the living, and for that we give God praise. Amen. I'm just blessed today. Amen. And I know that you're blessed too. Amen. We're not looking at the situations in our life. Amen. We're blessed. Amen. There's a song that says, I'm blessed because God says I'm blessed. Amen. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Amen. So we're grateful this morning. Amen. That we are still, amen, on victory side. Amen. We're still holding up the bloodstained banner. Amen. I still confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I do it of my own free will. Amen. Nobody has to, amen, coerce me into doing that. I don't have to be forced. Amen. I will shout it, amen, on the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. He is the Christ. He is the anointed of God. Amen. He is the Savior of all mankind. And he is the only begotten Son of God. And we, amen, acknowledge him, amen, as the true and living God, the only true and living God. Amen. So we bless the Lord for truth this morning. Amen. And I pray, amen, that you're walking, amen, in the in the in the goodness of the Lord. Amen. There's a scripture that says, I had fainted unless I have believed to see, amen, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. If I hadn't believed to see, amen, the goodness of the Lord, if I didn't look around and see the goodness of the Lord, and if I didn't have the ability, amen, to, amen, defeat the enemy and, amen, anything that the enemy shows me, if I didn't know who God was, and if I just fell for everything the enemy said, and if I didn't have the spiritual wherewithal to challenge him and resist him. Amen. And believe, amen, that some of these things that are happening in, in, in this world in my life are because God is good. He says, if I would have fainted, if I did not believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Sometimes you've got to look at your situation and say, you're not going to depress me. You're not going to bring me down. God is good. I am still in the land of the living. Amen. Perhaps I didn't have filet mignon for dinner last night, but I thank God for the hot dog. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Haven't made it up to the Upper East Side 
don't live, amen, on Central Park West, but I thank God for my one-room studio apartment. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our hope in Christ is not just in this life anyway, right? So thank God for the hot dog. Thank God for the one-bedroom apartment. Amen. But our hope in Christ is for something that's bigger and better to come in eternity. Amen. Amen. So amen. My brothers and my sisters, I encourage you to look around and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. We're still praying for you. Send those prayer requests in. Amen. Ministries at gmail.com. We're praying for the bereaved families, right? We're praying for our government. Amen. We're praying for our international leaders, right? It's not just the things that are transpiring here in this country that affect us. Amen. But we're in a global society society now. We live in a global economy. Amen. So there are things that are happening thousands of miles away that affect us. Amen. So as the people of God, amen, we are the glue that's holding it all together. So we're praying, amen, for our international leaders. Amen. And we're praying, amen, hallelujah, for our young men and our young women. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. We're praying for our family members who are, amen, um, um, just not knowing the Lord. Amen. And the partner of their sin. Amen. We're praying, amen, that, amen, that they come into the ark of safety. Amen. So, amen, we invite you, amen, if you send us something to pray for, we will be praying for you. Amen. Hallelujah to God. We were praying for an individual earlier this year who went through a battle in his body. Amen. We were praying that he didn't have to have, amen, both of his legs amputated. But as the will of the Lord would have it, amen, his both of his legs did have to be amputated. But I thank God this morning because our, amen, even, amen, uh, uh, though that we've been praying for the Lord, amen, to bless him so that he did not have to have the legs amputated, amen, he is still reporting victory, amen, he is still giving God praise, amen, and that's what God is looking for. He's looking for someone who's not going to abandon their testimony simply because he did not respond to the request request in the way and the manner, amen, that we offered it up. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. Who's just going to continue to love him just because of who he is? Amen. Who's going to continue to love and trust God if he never does anything else? Hallelujah to God. You hear me say that from so often because it's a basic truth. If we can get to that point, if we can be committed, if we can be faithful to God, hallelujah to God. Amen. I mean, regardless as to whether or not he comes through for us, amen, then we can see, amen, progress spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah to God. We don't have the conditional love for him. We love him unconditionally just as he loves us unconditionally, right? Amen. So we are looking for your prayer requests, overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. I want to go right back to where I picked up um, left off last week. Amen. We're still in the book of Philippians. Amen. But we left off. We were referring to 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. We were talking about the widow at Zarephath. Let's go back and let's read it. I'm going to start reading at verse 8. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. Amen. I'm praying that you're studying the word of God. I'm praying that you are, amen, finding your way, amen, to Bible study during the week. 
if not Sunday school on Sunday morning, amen, that you, amen, uh, you ensure that you, amen, uh, discipline yourself so much so that you uh, are becoming a serious student of the Lord's word, of God's word, right? Amen, amen, amen. It's never going to be convenient, amen, to leave the warmth, warmth and comfort of your home to go to Bible study, especially when most people don't go. When you get there, you're going to be one of very few who are there. Amen. But hallelujah to God. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, right? I'm in the midst of them. Amen. So I'm praying that you are disciplining yourself, regardless as to who does or does not come. But you are engaging the right disciplines and you're finding yourself either in Sunday school or on Sunday morning. I know the bed feels good and it hurts to get out of bed two hours earlier just to be at Sunday school. But I promise you, if you discipline, if you invest in the word of God, I promise you that the return on an investment like that, amen, you cannot put a price tag on it. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. All right. So by now you have it. 1 Kings 17, I'm reading New Living Translation, verse 8. It says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Verse 10. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. Verse 12. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Verse 14 is very, very critical. There will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. So last week, we were kind of just, you know, uh, peeling back this a little bit, right? It's going to take us back to the fourth chapter of Philippians, but I wanted to talk about, again, I wanted to underscore the principle of it's more blessed to give than to receive, right? And what put me on this path was explaining the truth in Philippians 4 and 19. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time reviewing because I want to hit some salient points. 
So the point became, well, Paul wrote that to the church of Philippi because they were givers. They weren't just givers, but they were people. We know that they didn't just give, but they were givers because he makes it clear that they gave to him on more than one occasion. He also made it clear that when they gave, they gave enough so that he had more than he needed. So they didn't just give, but they gave more than once, and they gave a lot. Then he goes on to describe what they gave, right? He said, they gave me good things. It was a sweet-smelling savor to God, amen? It was a, uh, a sacrifice that was acceptable to God. It was well-pleasing to God. He uses all of these modifiers. He gives us all of this information because he doesn't want us to get this um, misconstrued. He doesn't want us to get it, as the young people say today, twisted. God is going to supply your need, but that promise goes out to those of us who are of the Philippian mindset. Hallelujah to God. So that put us on this whole discussion about the fact that it's more blessed to give than receive. And you can find that in the book of Acts. And then we came back and we looked at this particular story in the book of Kings. And I pointed out a couple of things, right? First of all, they were in a drought. They were in a famine. They were, you know, we, we just came out of the Great Recession, right? This was not a recession, amen. This was not a depression. This was a famine. There was no food. There was nothing growing. The ground was dry. There was nothing to water the crops. There was nothing to feed the animals. So there was a lot of starvation. There was a lot of deprivation, right? Amen. So this woman is living in a really, really difficult time. The economy, there is no economy. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just put it out there plain, right? There is no economy. Her husband is no longer alive. She's a widow. Hallelujah to God. She's taking care of her small child. To add insult to injury, she has already come to the conclusion that once she has this last meal, she and her son are going to die. She's already come to that conclusion. This is how bad things are. There are no neighbors to go next door and borrow a cup of sugar from. There is nobody, there is no bank to go take out the last $50 from, right? This is it. I'm going to make this cake and my son and I are going to eat it and then we're going to transition out of this life. Glory to God. I always tell you, if we have the detail in the scripture, it's for a reason. So then Elijah says, okay, I understand your plan. You're going to gather these sticks. You're going to go. You're going to make this cake for your son. You're going to make this cake for yourself. You guys are going to eat it and you're going to die. But he says, okay, but I want you to abandon that plan and I want you to give me your cake first. Hallelujah to God, putting her into a very difficult position. And the thing that we talked about was the, the principles of sowing and reaping collide, right? They don't, com, com, they don't uh, 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 complement, but they collide with the, the thinking, the mentality in, in, in man's economy. God's economy is on a totally different plane. We are not prone, amen, to a logic that tells us to give when our back is against the wall. How can I meet your needs when I don't have anything to meet my own needs? Hallelujah to God. And that is the point that we ended on. But Elijah says to the woman, he says, listen, this is what the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying that if you take this cake and if you feed me first, 
Hallelujah to God. I don't care what the situation looks like. I know it looks really bad. I know you only have a handful of flour. There's only a little bit of oil left and there's nothing to be seen for miles around. There's nothing, nothing in the marketplace. Hallelujah to God. You have to abandon what you see. Hallelujah to God and believe the word of God. Because the Lord says that if you make this cake for me first, hallelujah to God, you're going to have enough to eat until now, from now, I'm sorry, until the time that the Lord sends rain. Now, this woman, if she had looked around, if she had resorted, amen, if she had trusted in, amen, man's logic, amen, man's mentality and man's economy, she would have said, first of all, you're crazy because I'm not taking the food out of my son's mouth. This is all we have and, and giving it to you. I don't have anything to give you. But she abandoned all of those things, right? Amen. And she, amen, walked in obedience to the word of the Lord, to the word of the Lord as given her by the man of God. Let's read it again. So Elijah said, hallelujah to God. Um, hallelujah to God. Let's go back up to verse 14. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Listen, sometimes God asks us to do those things that just don't make sense. I told you a couple of months ago, in God's economy, one and one does not equal two. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why we closed on that scripture. I believe it comes from Proverbs, the third chapter, verse five. It says what? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. So if this woman had leaned on her own understanding, judging from the looks of things, hallelujah to God, there would have been no way that she would have taken the little bit that she had, hallelujah, and given it, hallelujah, to the, to the man of God, right? If she had leaned to her own understanding. Because looking at things, her logic was telling her, her logic would have told her, you can't do this. You only, how, how am I going to always have flour when all I have is a handful? Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Hallelujah to God. That's the, I, I just want to prove that to you that it's in there. Proverbs 3 and 5, right? So Elijah gets her. The Bible says that she obeys the man of God. And it says that her and her son had plenty to eat. Let's just, let's just finish it really quickly. Let's, let's, let's just look at it, right? You're at 1 Kings, back at 1 Kings 17, right? It says, hallelujah to God. So she did as Elijah said, verse 15, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. What's the point, Pastor Kelly? Well, the point is we want to be blessed, right? We like uh, Philippians 4 and 19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. We really like that verse, right? We want that. 
What we struggle with is being the givers that the Philippians were. And we struggle because we think that we don't have, we don't have enough to invest in the needs of others. Pastor, I will, but I just don't have it. Well, listen to what the woman from Zarephath did. We can learn from her, right? She had her last. She gave her last. And as a result of being obedient to the word of God, hallelujah to God, the Bible comes back in verse 15 and says that, guess what? She and Elijah and her family can eat it continued to eat for many days. And 16, it says, there was always enough flour and oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised Elijah. Now, you know, I, I really commend this woman, right? Um, as I mentioned, she had already resolved that this meal was going to be the last meal and her and her son were going to die, right? She was lacking in hope. And, and we know this because, you know, um, you know, uh, she wasn't expecting a miracle, uh, you know, because, again, we know this because she said that me and my son are going to die. So even though she was in a very difficult situation and even though one would, you know, really say, I really can't blame her if she didn't feed this man. She abandoned uh, what one would have thought to be amen, putting her son at risk. She abandoned all of those things and walked in obedience, amen. I was thinking about how just the fact that Elijah asked her to do that, most people would have thought that it was an intrusive request and that it was um, an imposing request and in some cases a very insensitive request, right? You know, he was literally asking her to take uh, the food out of the mouth of her son. But she walked in obedience to the word of God. People, it's all about uh, 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 sowing and reaping, right? This woman made a huge sacrifice. Elijah asked her to trust God. And by doing so, hallelujah to God, she and her child were sustained through the famine. Now, let's go back to the main lesson, right? So we got that down. I just want to make sure that we, we can appreciate that. We know that she had a small child because later on in the chapter, the child gets sick and he's, he's small enough that Elijah can take her out, take him out of his mother's arms. So it wasn't like she had a child that was 18 years old. This was a small child. So I want to make sure you get the full picture so we can appreciate what she did and how she's modeling that if we trust in the Lord, if we give even when we think we don't have to give God is going to what multiply that right there's an old song that says little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand all right so if we go back amen to the book of Philippians let's go back to our main lesson and so Paul again encourages them amen that their needs are going to be supplied because that they were givers and I was just saying how amen I believe that the Bible is full not only I was talking about it being a covenant right it's not just full of promises but it's full of principles and I believe the word of God is, 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 again, full of those principles because if we can take those principles and live by those principles, our lives would be so much more easier, right? He says what, uh, you know, um, I come that you might have life and that you might have it. What, 
more abundantly. Well, the abundant life that he talks about, hallelujah to God, is, 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 is there for us if we're willing to walk in the principles, the principles of what? Of sowing and reaping. Hallelujah to God. So let's go back. Um, so, so now that we understand that, uh, that Paul and, and why he gave this particular uh, uh, discourse to this church, we can now start to make adjustments. Pastor, I want to pay my tithes, amen, but if I pay my tithes, amen, amen, I won't have enough to pay my light bill. You know, Pastor, I just don't make enough. I just, I'm making barely enough to pay my rent. If I pay my tithes, I won't have my rent money. So, uh, let's just look at what the, the woman of Zarephath could have said, right? She could have said to Elijah, uh, you know, man of God, you know, I hear what you're saying and that's all well and good, you know, but if, if, if I give you this flower, my son and I are not going to have a little bit that we do have, right? So you got to do what you need to do with that. The Bible says, right, in the book of, of Malachi, it says, you know, um, you know, will a man rob God, right? He says, you've robbed me. Let's look at that really quickly. I just want to just show something to you really quickly, right? It says, you've robbed me in tithes and often, often, right? Um, and then he says, um, uh, you know, you'll be cursed with the curse, right? It says, um, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse so that there'll be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. That's Malachi, the 10th chapter. Amen. I will pour you out a blessing that you will not have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. That's the way it reads in the New Living Translation. You need to read that this week. Malachi, the third chapter, again, verse 10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, it's conditional. Here goes the promise. Says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. But I'm going to only open the windows of heaven for you if you bring all all of the tithes into the storehouse. I will pour you out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Verse 11. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from the insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God. Glory to God. So I brought that out because, amen, there was a time in my life when I was going through some financial difficulties and I wasn't paying my tithes. My mom said, you're playing tithes. You know, I pay it when I can. If I'm going on vacation, I don't pay those tithes until I get back. And guess what? I was cursed. I, I could never get one and one to add up. I could never, amen, get enough to get all the rent paid and all the utilities paid and have enough extra to go buy a suit. I could never do those 
those things. I was always trailing. I was always, you know, like a dog chasing his tail, right? Hallelujah. But one day I promised the Lord, if you get me out of this spot, I promise I will never, ever, amen, get back here again. And God blessed me. He saw the sincerity in my heart. He turned it around for me. And ever since then, one of the principles that I like to share, amen, if you want to be blessed, pay all of your tithes on time, all the time. Let's go back over that. Pay all of your tithes all the time. On time. Hallelujah to God. That's the secret to being blessed. My friends and my brothers, we're going to stop right there. We finished that up. We're going to go back into Philippians some more the following week, but we're just going to bump it up. We're going to go up into the earlier portions of that chapter. I want to start to talk to you about the peace of God. Be blessed. Be saved. Let's be ready when Jesus comes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying right now for those who are in this listening audience. I'm praying, oh God, that they're getting excited about the word of God. Now that they know the truth in the word, now that they have examples of people who've given when they didn't have it to give, they gave sacrificially, God. I'm praying that you will bless them, God, and that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour them out a blessing that they won't have room enough to receive. But Father, I'm also praying for those that are under the sound of my voice that might not know you and the pardon of their sin. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for that man, that woman, that boy, that girl, that you'll touch their heart, that they'll surrender, that they will confess their sin, that they will confess the fact that they are a sinner, that they'll ask you to wash their sins away in your blood, and that they will confess you as their Savior, and that they will promise to walk in light of your word from now until you come. Father, I pray that they'll do it in Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, my brothers, we're looking forward to seeing you. Amen. Back here next week. Be safe, be safe, be blessed. Amen. Be ready when he comes. Thank you for tuning in with us this week. We are so grateful you decided to spend time out of your day with us. And for those who just repeated the sinner's prayer, we welcome you to the body of Christ. We would love to hear from you and add you to our prayer list so that we can pray for your spiritual growth and your walk with Christ. We pray something was said today that encouraged your soul, strengthened your faith, and blessed you beyond measure. To all our listeners, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or just some encouraging words, please email us at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. Pray for us here at Overcoming Power Ministries, and we will be praying for you. God bless you and protect you. And remember, you are an overcomer.